Hey guys, welcome back to Courtside. My name is Sava, and today I have two very special guests, Chase and Lewis from Real Guys Talk po Podcast. How are you guys doing today? You got it, Lewis. <laughs> I'm doing, <laughs> doing all right. Yeah. yeah, we're chilling. We out here. Excited about this. First first collab for us. So it's, it's really cool. Get to do this. Uh, I got actually another one in mind soon after this one, if you're with that. Oh, man. I, I'm about it, man. How about you, Chase? How you doing today? I'm doing all right. You know, I woke up, saw that uh, Terry Rozier got extended, so I had to change up the, the list The list we're going to be getting into, you know? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the list, what we're doing today, we're going to go over all 30 NBA teams, and we're going to pick one player that we think is going to get traded or cut off or, well, move from the team, you know? And it was tough to do, obviously, with the NBA seasons. Not every team is bound to make a trade and make a move. Some of them just going to be the same by the end of the season they're just not going to change that much um so it was a little tricky someone might be a reach to a point but we still we still did it we're up to a challenge we had separate lists so with that being said let's get started we're going to start with the sixers we're going to go in alphabetic order uh from the team name so let's start with the sixers who you guys got i think everyone can agree that that's most likely going to be ben simmons it's it's the easiest one was <laughs> yeah yeah that that's like the easiest one i Great player, uh, currently in a bad, very bad situation, but um, I think he'll be able to bounce back. But uh, that's a great trade piece to have if you're the 76ers. You got to build around Joel Embiid somehow, and you got that big extension. Yeah, no, definitely, I, I agree. Yeah, go ahead, Chase. Oh no, my bad. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get used to it. My bad. Uh, I, I think it's just a no-brainer. Like I wanted to put Tobias because you know switch it up because of it being Ben Simmons, but. It's got to be Ben Simmons. Yeah, I mean, anybody who's putting Tobias on this list, they, they're just trying to be cool. I mean, we all know it's going to be Ben Simmons. It's, it's been said that the relationship is basically beyond being repaired and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it, it's definitely going to be Ben. It was an amazing one. Uh, next one, we got Milwaukee Bucks. I put Dante DiVincenzo there. Uh, it was a hard team to pick because they, they have a pretty well put together roster. I mean, they don't, it's not like... Even if they're going to make improvements, it's not going to be anything drastic. It's just side pieces. So I, I chose DiVincenzo because he, he was there for a couple of years. You know, didn't develop probably as much as they hoped for. He wasn't a part of the rotation during the finals. So, I mean, if anybody can go, it's probably him. Who you guys got? Uh, we actually put Pat Connaughton. Uh, the Dante DiVincenzo, it makes sense as well because, as you remember, he was traded for, for bogey. Mm -hmm. And then that whole thing happened and he got sent back. So if it is Dante, it makes sense. But Pat Connaughton, a team could look at him and be like, that's what we need off our bench. Give something the Bucks. Okay, it's Dante or Pat. And we stick with Dante, you know. And I think that's how I look at it. Yeah, no, that's a good, good way. You got something to say, Lewis, about this one? Yeah, I, I think uh, with DiVincenzo coming back and then adding um, Rodney Hood on the bench, it's going to make it a little bit tighter for Connington, especially coming off this run. He didn't have the best of games um, down the stretch. So I think that's going to stick in a lot of people's minds. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great point. Both of them are definitely an options for the trade. And as I said before, it's a tough team to make a decision for. Next one, I, I had a clear vision of who I picked. You guys chose differently. Chicago Bulls. I got Kobe White. In my opinion, um, you know, they, they got a new point guard on Lonzo, and that that's kind of it. You know, Kobe's a little too young to be coming off the bench. He's definitely, uh, he's got enough potential to be productive somewhere else. And that's why I think he's probably going to go. Uh, what do you guys have? 
Uh, I got Valentine. Uh, he's been there the longest so far of the two players. Um, I think it's about time to go. That wing spot is looking a little crowded now. You got Demar. Uh, you got Lonzo, you got um, Levine, Patrick Williams is still there. It's looking a little deep. There's not a lot of touches for him. Um, I like Kobe White, too. I think there's a potential because that's a huge, huge trade piece. The young point guard, a lot of potential. He had a bunch of big games last year for them. So I could see where they do decide to move him. But I think he, he could be a really nice six man and help that team out, especially in the playoffs. When it's gonna come down to um, everyone really focusing in on that lineup, that that power, that's a powerful lineup. That's a lot of firepower in that starting five. Yeah, I think I want to see Kobe play next Caruso off the bench before anything happens. You know, Kobe he, he ain't the best defender, but that's what Caruso's bringing to him. Mm -hmm. So Kobe can do the scoring off the bench. Caruso got his back on the defense, and it's the same thing. Valentine, he's been there so long gotten injured a couple times showed what he could do in summer league but that's you know that's summer league uh, i think it's just time to to move on from him yeah yeah i i see what you guys are saying and well we'll see how it goes i guess now next one i'll let you take a least first because we're going to talk about the celtics uh you probably got some strong opinions so who you guys got there i got uh chris uh chris dunn um, we just got him. Um, I don't think we're going to keep him. He did it the Atlanta trade. The backcourt's a little steep. We got Schroeder going to be coming off the bench. Marcus Smart seems to be starting. Um, without really a bunch of true, true point guards, I see Josh Richardson playing a lot of point guard, where he played a lot in Miami, and that was probably one of his best years, was him actually running makeshift point guard for them. So I see that a lot. JT is going to have the ball in his hands, so it's going to be tough. Um, not a bad player. I actually looked up. He averages, like, almost three turnovers and three fouls a game. So like with his productivity, he actually is going to give you a lot of struggles where you're going to scratch your head like, man, come on, just, I don't need that right then and there. That wasn't the play I needed. So I think, I think it's pretty easy to move off it. Yeah. You got something to say too? Uh, I wanted to go Marcus Smart at first, you know, just, just to do it. But then I saw the extension and I was like, okay, they're, they're not getting rid of him, you know? Uh, if it's not Chris Dunn, it's probably not going to be one of the bigger guys. I was thinking Grant Williams. I know we have another diehard Celtic fan who cannot stand him in our group of friends. And <laughs> I, I think Chris Dunn next to Schroeder, it'd be kind of like the Caruso and the Kobe White thing, you know, the defense and the scoring. But Chris Dunn could easily be moved. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying, guys. For me, I pick Schroeder just because I think it's the biggest asset on the lowest contract they, they got. And it's just, you know, one of those things always give flexibility. He might not be the main part of the trade, but he he's bound to be included in any trade, you know. Obviously, I don't want to say like Jalen Brown's going to get traded, but if the season's going to get, you know, going to go sideways and they say, oh, you know what, scratch that. We're going to dump Brown and, you know, try to get Bradley Beal. You know, that that's a great topper that you can put on and not add any salary, basically. So that's just plus, you know, with smart starting and being extended, it's just it's a very limited role that he's going to have and with done there as well. So but once again, you guys, you guys make a good point as well. All right. So with the next one, we're going to talk about the Clippers. Can I take lead on this one? Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, I got you. <laughs> so we, we were putting a list together and we, you know, we came to an agreement. I'll let Lewis say this one. I'm going to go with the one that I had originally went with. Luke Kennard. I know it's it's 
that's a big contract we signed him to and it's not that much productive like yeah, he had flashes of when he could hit a shot but we don't need flashes if we're paying you how much 16 million a year <laughs> yeah we need you knocking down that three consistently and on the court as much as possible. So that's Luke Kennard is my guy out. All right, who you got, Lewis? Uh, Eric Bledsoe. I know he just got there. Um, I feel like if Reggie Jackson keeps is Reggie Jackson, um, Terrence Mann's going to get minutes. Um, Paul George will occasionally slide around. It's going to be interesting to see how he plays. But um, if Bledsoe can't stick to his role and play good in it. He's obviously a very extend, expendable piece that they they don't need. I I hear the Luke Kennard though. I I can definitely see it. I definitely see Luke Kennard. That is a big deal. Him and Morse, two of the bigger deals. That guys that have to step up this year, especially if Kawhi's not coming back. Oh yeah, yeah. I was about to say, you know, it's easy to pick Kennard and Morris because if anything, if they're serious about winning the championship, you know, once they get Kawhi back, then they they gotta clear up the salaries. You know, they they have zero right zero space to make any moves right now. And for the most part, because of Canard deal, because of Moore's deal. So it makes a lot of sense. I had Nicholas Batum um, just because there's always a demand for a guy like him. Um, you know, obviously, and with the with the run that he had during the Olympics, probably going to be even more value. So there's going to be, they, they can find a trade for him easily if they want to move from him. But Canard is a great point. I, I see that. I definitely see that. Um, next one, we're going to talk about the Grizzlies. I hate the one. It got butchered. I mean, it was easy for me because I started working on my list a week ago and I had Bledsoe there and I was like, ah, I'll get that one, right? Um, he got traded. But it, it's, it's easy to say now. Like, oh yeah, I had it on the list before. And you just haven't seen that, <laughs> you know? So now I have, for the Grizzlies, I have Rondo. Uh, very limited fit with John Morant. I just, and he's probably one, of, he's going to want to chase a championship somewhere else. So a trade or a buyout of sorts is what I see. And yeah, that's basically all I got to say about the Grizzlies. What do you guys have? Agreed on Rondo. Same thing. There's um, It was either him or Pat Bev. Pat Bev already got moved, so it made it super easy to decide. Um, yeah. I hear it on Bledsoe. If this was like a week ago, I would have had Eric Bledsoe. Same thing. He seems to be uh, very expendable. Nobody really wants to seem to stick with him, but Rondo's definitely going to probably um, get moved. I won't be surprised. Somebody tosses a pair of second rounders or something and try to trade it for him midseason like Atlanta. Um, what happened with Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely going to be interesting to see. He's pro- most likely going to bring Chase. That's probably the easiest one there. Uh, I would like to go Tyus Jones. For the Rondo is a mentor, and you bring him in to be a mentor for Jaw. Like Jaw's already showed what he can do, right? Mm-hmm. Can he lead? R- Rondo knows how to be a leader in the locker room. And instead of getting rid of him, you move Tyus, who's it's crowded at the point guard spot. Not only does Rondo mentor job, but he can also help the Anthony Melton, Dylan Brooks, you know, Brandon Clark even. Brandon Clark had a great rookie season, but then where'd he go last year, you know? Was he injured? Because I don't I don't rem- really remember hearing anything about him. No, neither have I, honestly. Bring in Rondo, and that man's going to turn him tough. Jaron Jackson could use a little bit of that toughness, you know? He's been injured, you know? That's why okay. I think Rondo might stay. I hear what you're saying. The, the only reason I, I wouldn't, I would still push Rondo out of the way be, is because they kind of had that in a good dollar a couple of years ago and they didn't try to use the whole mentorship thing. So if they didn't use it then, then why are they going to use it now? But to your point, yeah, it definitely makes sense because they're a different team now too. Yeah. 
Uh, next one we're going to talk about is Atlanta Hawks. And this one, I'm pretty sure we got uh, we got the same pick, Cam Reddish, you know. Uh, and it's it's an easy one, you know. They, they got to stop paying guys. They, they hand out contracts left and right. You know, obviously, they got a lot of young talent and they, they're supposed to pay him. He deserves money and he's going to get that money somewhere else. So, I mean, might as well trade him for something and, you know, improve the roster that was almost in the NBA Finals last year. What do you guys got to say? Agreed. A thousand percent. Everything you said, agreed. It's, that's just how easy the Hawks was, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, it's just happening now. They had they just gave Trey Young the extension. John Collins is there. Clint Capella's still on a pretty big deal. And I think that's a good big man that fits for them, especially next to John Collins, someone that can actually rim protect and get all the boards. Great pick and roll with Trey Young. Um, Herder's still there and Bogdanovich is there. So it is a little bit crowded there for um, Reddish. I think he starts the season at like maybe 22 years old, 23. So still a great piece. He had a, a still fresh in people's mind. It's his big playoff game. So people are still honing in on that. So it's strike while the iron's hot, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure they would love to keep him. It's just you can't. I mean, they can sign him because they can go over the cap with him. It's just so much money commit to Young and everybody else. So, yeah, no, that was an easy one. Uh, next one, the team that was considered to be, by many, the winner of the free agency this year, Miami Heat. Uh, who you guys got? I'll let you guys start with this one. Uh, surprise, surprise, Tyler Hero. Um, I think this team is it's the best piece that they have right now. Um, I don't I don't think you're getting much out of PJ and Lowry. They're both in their late 30s. I think they're 35, 36, super old. You get rid of Precious. Um, none isn't there to trade, so that, that bench isn't that deep. Um, unless you do decide to move off of Oladipo after all his surgeries, your best bet is is Tyler Hero. Because right now people know who it is, like who he is. He, he's gonna get you 20 points. He can give you a big 30 piece. He's electric. He has that swagger, the confidence. So it's definitely something. It gives um, a Lamelo. He has a mellow feel to him. A mellow ball. Like he got that swagger, that confidence. So it's definitely something people can definitely buy into. And this team is getting a lot older. It it was a super young team in the finals. Big change from that bubble team. It's it's not the same team from the bubble anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you need a six man, I think Tyler Hero is like the way the mold of the six man has changed into score dominant off the bench. You know, Lou Williams, Jordan Clarkson, and Joe Ingles isn't as score heavy, but he can still give you buckets. So if you need a man like Tyler Hero, I think a team will give up enough where the Heat are like. All right, we can't turn that down. Yeah, no, and I agree with you guys. That that's the biggest asset that they willing to move. I mean, he was basically involved in the, every trade rumor that they had before. You know, uh, we all saw how much they had to pay Duncan Robinson to keep him this offseason. and I feel like you know with that that amount of money committed already to everybody that they have, it's it's just yeah, they got to get a little younger. He's definitely going to have a lot of demand around the league. You know. Every team's gonna want Tyler here, so it is a no-brainer in my opinion as well. And it's just, it, it, especially if Oladipo is healthy, there's just not much to do for him in the team as well. That's a problem. So it, it might be a good idea for him to try to get traded as well. Um, now, next one, talking about the Hornets. Um, I have Terry Rozier. I know he got extended, so for some people, it might be a reason to change it. I, I will stick with this one. I mean, yes, they paid him, but and I know MJ is a big fan of Rozier. It's been it's been public before. But I just feel like, you know, having Lamelo as the point guard, as the star, as somebody who runs the show there, it just, you know, they want to build around him. He just doesn't fit 
as well. Although last season was kind of okay. Yeah, we we went back and forth with this. We had Rozier um, with the extension signing this morning. We decided to pivot, switch it up a little bit, and actually went with their newest acquisition with Kelly Oubre. Um, I think the wings is pretty crowded. You got um, Hayward still there. Uh, Bridges is obviously still there. Super excited. You still have PJ Washington developing. Um, I can see Rozier, especially considering they moved off of Graham already. They just drafted another guard in Book Knight, who I'm super big on. I'm super excited to see. Um, I don't. I think Kelly left. Golden State in order to not be a bench player, really, but um, I think that's what he's gonna go do. I don't, I don't see a lot. He'll, we'll get the highlight dunks because Lamelo is gonna be everywhere. Every one of his passes, you're gonna see a Ubre dunk, of course. But I think he's he's fallen off a little bit from his Phoenix years, where he was almost a 20 point per game scorer and everybody was on him. Um, I think it's it's a good time to probably move him, especially if in the middle of the season um, you're making a playoff push and he's not that big factor in your rotation. Would you say the extension of Terry helps them try and trade him more? You know, they, you know, it, get a big contract. It's usually you got to trade a big contract as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you think that will help get Terry moved a little bit easier? Yeah, probably. You know, some sort of commitment. It's a safety blanket, you know. Yeah. And we're not getting the rental. We're getting the, a guy for multiple years. And that's, it is going to make it easier. With Kelly Ruby, I mean, you guys make a great point as well. I mean, he, he is, he can be traded. And if you look in his move, he's kind of like almost like like a second option against Gordon Hayward cannot stay healthy again, which is something that happens every year, you know? And if he is healthy, then if he's not healthy, obviously Carol is going to roll out. But if he is, you know, then it's just kind of, they can't coexist unless you want to put one of them at the four, but that's, that's just a weird rotation. That's not something we're going to see. So yeah, great point guys. Um, now, next one we got Utah Jazz. Um, I went with Hassan Whiteside. He's just been bouncing around the league, and they already got Gobert, who is uh, Whiteside. If you have money, basically, <laughs> he, he is what Whiteside was supposed to be at some point of his career, but he didn't develop into it. So I, I just don't. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. It's literally a second Gobert, just a little worse. So they got him. We'll see how it works, but I think he's the one that's going to move. What do you guys think? Yeah, um, we had two different ones on this one. Um, okay. I went with uh, Ingles. Um, I think he's a bit older now. Um, he could still contribute to a team, but uh, they Jazz need this, need another piece. Um, Michael Conley didn't come on to the team and become the Michael Conley everyone really thought he was going to be, sort of that next level player that was really going to push this team. Um, they're still missing that. I think Ingles is a decent piece to try to move. Um, he's still on a pretty good deal. Good playmaker. He can play the, basically, he plays point guard occasionally. So you can literally play one one through three. You can slide him down on the floor. He's really slow, nifty, nimble, can play a little bit of a stretchy role. Um, I think he's definitely expendable if need be, especially with a guy like Eric Pascal coming on. You got the younger guys. So you got to, they need room to, to kind of grow a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I went with Royce O'Neal. And the reason I went with him, I like Joe Ingles with that team. I like because they have Rudy, they need the spacing around him, right? That man's not not giving you much. And this one really came down to I was looking at contracts. Mm -hmm. And are people going to want Bogdanovich? He's making, I think, like 17 or 34. It, it's, it was a crazy number he was making. And Royce was making 8.5. So they could, like, try and trade him for two pieces, you know, $4 million, But... It's really, this was a team I looked at him and I was just, 
who do I pick? And it really <laughs> came down to Royce O'Neal. I see what you're saying. Well, next year we're going to talk about was not one of those teams. That's the one was is the easiest one for me. Uh, Sacramento Kings. I chose Buddy Hield. Uh, I feel like we probably can all agree on this one. I mean, he was almost traded. He was basically a Laker, and then they're like, "Psych!" They actually got Westbrook. So, but, but they probably still going to continue to shop him around. Uh, he probably doesn't want to be there. They are hella crowded in his position, you know, especially with the draft selection that they had and how he turned out in the summer league. So, yeah, that, that's an easy one. What do you guys got to say? They drafted a clamp is what they drafted. <laughs> that's what I got to say about that. If it's not healed, I, he probably will. I'm going to go with Bagley, though. There's so much tension between them. Uh, the family of Bagley, the kink, it's just, it's so much. You might as well just, we were wrong. We're all right knowing that we were wrong. Let's move on. Yeah, I, I went with Buddy Hill. He was basically was traded for like Kuzma last year too, and then that never happened. And then they wanted Bogdanovich, and that didn't happen. And then he got traded to the Lakers again, and then it was Russ. So I hear it. it's it's weird. Um, he's in a weird spot. I know if I was him, I'd be like, all right, you guys try to trade me for like two years now. I'm I'm, I'm ready to go. And I think he can provide something great for another team. He's averaged 20 points per game before. He's a career 41% three-point shoot. I was looking at it um, the other day. Um, he's been, he's made some of the most, like most three-pointers in whatever amount of span. He's insane. He's one of the best shooters in the league. Very underrated. A lot of people aren't looking at him as much. Once he hits the spotlight though, I think he could light it up for a team. I think he's definitely a piece that they're going to move off of. Yeah, that's how I see it too. I feel like if given a different opportunity somewhere else, he, he can be a lot better. Like he has an all-star potential, but basically like four men's clay almost, you know, almost it's a reach, but potentially, you know, and Marvin Begley is, it, it's also like one of those guys who was almost traded and there was intention in the stories, but they a little, you know, have less flexibility with his position. So th that was the reason why I went to the Buddy Hill, but I can see the Marvin Begley point as well. Next one, we got New York Knicks. Um, this one I went with Derrick Rose, even though they resigned him. Um, I feel like, and well, the reason how I constructed this idea was if you look at the East, a lot of teams got better. You know, we got the Bulls, who are probably going to be in the playoffs now. We've got some of the other teams. And then the Knicks, who made the playoffs this year, they definitely, at least by the look of it, went down to like a playing team almost, or maybe even out of the playoffs. You know, if they're not in the playoffs, then there's no need for their cross. You know, just, just take your time, develop the younger guys that you have, and let them try to compete for a championship somewhere else. That's my idea. Oh, my bad. Uh, <laughs> tripping on us. Um, so we went Kevin Knox. Kind of. I don't know if they if they fallen that far, in my opinion. I like the addition of Kemba. I know he's more injury than. Don't know what you're getting with him, but he is a bucket. And then you got Evan Fournier, who can get you buckets. You know, I feel like they added the firepower they needed to go with the team that they had. And Kevin Knox is. He's been there. That's another we were wrong you know we, we drafted him thinking we were getting this we weren't able to get him there see what another team can do with him you know yeah he's still really young so he's definitely a, a expendable piece he's lit up the summer league for the last few years everyone knows that he has potential and flashes to be really really good and there's another guy out of rotation so if you have someone out of rotation you're not using that's nice young um that you might be able to get something for especially to improve this team um i say go for it 
Um, but I, I understand the Derrick Rose thing, Kemba there, and you definitely have to see the development of quickly and how much he's going to grow and develop. And I really, really do like him. Uh, Fournier is another guy. So there is a lot of guys that do need to kind of have the ball, um, especially with Randall. If Randall's going to have another year that he did, he's, he's got to get his touches. So it's definitely uh, something I can see if they end up moving off the Warriors. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, no, I agree with you guys on this one. Now let's move coast to coast. We're going to go to back to LA and talk about the Lakers, which probably was one of the hardest one for me, partially because it's just got a new roster. I mean, they, they basically almost traded everybody they could have traded. So I, I went with the guy that they didn't trade, Mark Gasol. I was surprised he was still on the roster. I mean, what they got out of him last season, I feel like definitely wasn't something that they wanted out of him. And judging by the move for bringing Dwight back, you know, they definitely moving back to what they had with JaVale and White. So Marcus all kind of doesn't fit in this whole scenario. But what do you guys have to say about this one? Yeah, I think he's uh, didn't do himself justice last year. He's regressed a lot from his finals run with the Raptors, and he's not quite the same. I also went with Marcus all. I don't he's not there anymore. Maybe not a trade because I don't think anyone's going to really go for him. But if he gets bought out or just flat out let go, it's not going to be surprising. Dwight's going to be there now. Um, if it's true, AD and Bron are going to be playing more four and five. They're gonna, they, they can't really have Mark there. Mark's not going to do all that much. So it's going to be interesting to see because outside of Dwight, um, they don't have much after Gasol. So it's going to be interesting to see if they try to make an addition. Um, maybe a Whiteside on the buyout would be very interesting to see if Whiteside ends up moving. Um, someone like that. Um, it definitely needed McGee. I think just bringing back both of them would have would have made the most sense and let Mark walk. Just send him back to the Raptors. Let him go back to the Raptors, be the mentor to Pascal, because that was a down year for Pascal. Maybe he needs to just be that veteran like Udonis Haslam in Miami, like how De uh, Dudley was with the Brooklyn Nets. Send him back to the Raptors. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Um, so we'll, we'll move on. I just noticed I skipped Cleveland somehow. Uh, <laughs> so that one, uh, it's it's not a trade. I'm set on Kevin Love just because it's, it's been sad every single year. They got to do something. They had a little hope with him, you know, with the Olympics. Like, oh, he's going to go get back in shape. And then and he didn't even play in the Olympics. <laughs> so I, I, there's just no place for him in his team. And if they can trade him somehow, congratulations. Anything that they can get in return is a win. You know, but they're probably going to have to let him walk. And that's that's just somebody that I don't see being on the roster for the rest of the year. Who you guys got? Uh, so, <laughs> well, Lewis actually had Kevin Love at first, too. And I've actually was able to convince him to go with Sexton. Uh, Kevin Love, when, when I heard the trade, I think it would be insane. When the Sexton rumors were going, I thought it was crazy about the Cavs. But if there's rumors, you know, maybe there is some truth to it. They don't want him anymore. They'll be insane to trade him. But I convinced Lewis to Kevin Love buyout. Buyout after they trade Sexton, just so he can come to the Clippers. Just okay. saying. So. <laughs> That's a yeah, good plan. Uh, a, a lot like you said, um, Kevin Love is most likely a buyout, probably not a PC get traded. Um, it is going to be loaded now. You still have, you got Mobley now. You just signed Jared Allen to a fat deal. So it's definitely easy to move him. Uh, Larry Nance is another guy. Um, but yeah, Sexton is probably the guy that they can move off of and get the most in return, pretty much. is is one of the main reasons I also went with him. Um, young, 
20 point per game score still has some room to grow um high motor shows deep some sort of defensive intent just about getting his mind right um and using the really really small backcourt of him and garland hasn't really benefited them so i think moving him off and getting him somewhere else would be beneficial for him and get picks in return because now it's time to grow because it looks like they're going big yeah it and they had a chance to retain kevin porter jr just just the thought of that lineup i mean they they weren't that far away from being a you know a playoff team in the east technically if somebody develops the way they're supposed to develop of course which not always happens but yeah all right well let's let's go back to the alphabetic order now that we got the cast uh talk about the magic uh i picked terrence ross simply because of the fact it's it's a kind of a three and d guy um a veteran now it's crazy he was he was just a week a couple of years ago you know with the dunk contest and the raptors and all that stuff uh a veteran now on somewhat of a affordable contract so definitely somebody that they can get a solid return in the back and it's just you know he's a veteran at this point a lot of demand from the other teams so that, that's somebody that i picked yeah we also went with um terrence ross he seems to be the easiest um guy he's kind of like the last man standing right now a lot of that that old magic team that from the playoffs a few years ago is gone uh so i can see definitely where he can move another veteran guy he can provide another big scoring punch off a bench he's average 15 16 he can get it done he can defend knock down threes he still busts out occasional highlight dunks so not a bad piece to try to add especially if you're a team that's trying to make the playoffs trying to um shock some juice into your bench basically so i can definitely see that he he gets moved out of there yeah big fan of terrence when he was with the raptors he was my guy in 2k but it, like y'all said he's a veteran teams that are pushing for the championship they are you know they're gonna want somebody like him so he's easiest one yeah oh, they, yeah. they weren't really young they're a really young team now so it's gonna be interesting to see what they do yeah yeah so they, they can get even better by moving him and, and yeah as you said he was a 2k god back in the day <laughs> him and gerald green that's those two guys were just unstoppable in 2k all right uh next one up let's talk about the mavericks um that one i have Porzingis. Obviously, we had reports of, you know, him not being happy with the role. Obviously, him underperforming in the playoffs and not matching up with the Luka the way we kind of saw it happen. And we expected something else out of this deal. Unfortunately, it's not working out. So he's probably the guy going to go. It's 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 hard to find a track package for him because I don't know how, you know, how excited the other team's going to be with his contract. But if anybody's got to go, it's going to be him. What do you guys got? Agreed. It, that was my thing with Cape. When you look at it, it's like all these people can fit around Luca, and then what Kristoff showed us in the in the in the playoffs. My bad, not finals. No way. Um, they he he just didn't show enough, right? Like he was. I always saw him sitting in the corner. I saw every time I looked at a Mavs game, he was sitting in the corner, sitting out of three, not really wanting to go in. But you bring up the good point: who is going to want to trade for him? You know, like a Kevin Love, he's been rumored to the Mavs, but that just adds to the what is happening with the Cavs, you know. Yeah, I, I hear it. Um, definitely, Chris Sops, another guy that basically is the mo the best player to trade because you're gonna get the most in return. You're either gonna get draft picks or you're gonna get another All Star caliber player in return for him. Um, but it is a good point. Who's gonna want him? Um, is there a team out there that has a coach that can get him to? 
get down there on the block, take some more post ups, hit some hooks, work on your post game. We don't need a, we don't need you shooting seven or eight threes at, at seven three. We need you kind of more down there and get his game right. It's definitely it's going to be important for him to figure out what coach is going to get him right to make him play because this is going to is a big what if right now if they do split up because what could have been with Lucas basically a walking thirty point triple double. Przingis 25 and 10 like, team could have been like yeah so we're all giving KP the only thing I want to say about KP I do want to see him try it at first with the new head coach you know with Jason Keats see how he wants to utilize that duo if it doesn't work yeah he's got to go <laughs> great point that's a great point about kid yeah uh thank you well next one you guys want to take a lead on the nets yeah, uh, went with Joe Harris, uh, another guy. This is a team that doesn't have a lot to trade, really, either. Um, they just got Carter in the trade. They moved Shaman, which is probably one of their best trade pieces. They don't have Jeff Green to trade. Um, I don't – Blake Griffin's market wasn't very hot, so I don't know how it is right now. Um, he's an easy piece to move. Um, everyone's looking for basically a 45% three-point shooter that's – they're out there, but he's going to be a piece because what happened last last year when they got there, last five games, five, six, and seven, struggling to, to have a bench. The bench wasn't there. They had to cut the rotation to like six players. KD was playing every minute of every game because they didn't have anyone to relieve him. So best bet, take one of your better players because they're not trading one of your big three. Move off of Harris and try to get maybe one or two pieces. Um, hope guys like Cam Thomas who just won summer league, um, the MVP, he can really develop and see. Um, they have a bunch of other guys. I really, really want to put DeAndre Jordan on this list, um, but the value on him is also super, super low. Not the same value. You're not getting the same return that you would if you moved off of Joe Harris. Yeah, so I went Tyler Johnson because when I was looking at the roster, I saw DeAndre Jordan, but wasn't he brought in because he was like really good friends with Kyrie? So mm -hmm. I doubt they, they trade that, you know? Don't want to upset Kyrie. I, I went Tyler Johnson just because it was an odd man out. Like, I want Joe Harris to stay there because you know what you can get from him, him shooting-wise. But I have to agree, he is probably the best piece to trade to get something in return. Yeah, I, I picked Blake Griffin almost similarly to what I had going with uh, Schroeder with Celtics. It's just one of those pieces that brings a lot of value on a tiny, tiny little contract. Um, even by himself, he's a great, you know, trade package. A lot of teams will want to get him on the minimum, minimum contract. But even if you want to move on from somebody from the big three, which unlikely to happen, but let's say, what if, you know, that's a great topper that you can just toss on and waste basically zero money. But I see what you guys say. That's also some great points. Um, now, next one that we have, we have Denver Nuggets. I went with Ball Ball. It was one of those rosters. I, it was kind of hard to pick. I went with him because... Uh, it's one of those pieces that you definitely have to put a lot of trust in and kind of develop him and, you know, just don't rush the process. Uh, got obviously a lot of upside, uh, but have, haven't been given the real chance with the Nuggets so far. And I just don't see how much more minutes he, he can get with Jokic playing and playing as much as he, he is playing. So I'd pick ball ball. What do you guys got? Uh, I went with Will Barrett. Uh, Will Barton's been there for a few years. He just re-signed to a, a decent size contract. It's like $14 million. Uh, Will Barton plays, I think, their point guard, backup point guard sometimes, small forward. Uh, with Gary Harris gone last year. Will, you think he will be able to take more of, like, uh, 
being the two guard starting at three sometimes, but he's got injury history for me that try try to get something because he is a appropriately priced light player, if that makes sense. It does, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, um, I went with Aaron Gordon. I don't think they got what they wanted off of him. Um, wasn't that great it, once they got him. Really, really underperformed in the playoffs. Didn't really help much. Um, Jokic really had a carry. It was very obvious without Jamal Murray there. He had to do a lot of work. Um, Michael Porter Jr. still in development. Um, and another guy with a pretty decent contract to try to get something in return for um, and see what team will, will appeal to the the highlight aspect of him because he's not a very solid contributor right now. Yeah, Aaron Gordon is a good pick. I, I I can definitely see it happening, unless somehow it works out once Murray is back. But yeah, if it doesn't, oh yeah, you're definitely right in this one. Uh, next one I got is going to be the Pacers, and I got T.J. Warren as just a guy with kind of like if you look at the contracts and the players in the NBA, it's like one of those. We all saw what happened in the bubble, and <laughs> what happened after the bubble, and just it didn't look like the same player. So the value, I mean, some teams will probably put more value on him than he has. And Pacers got to take advantage of this, in my opinion, at least, uh, especially with him, you know, you got to pay him and you don't know how much you're supposed to pay him. Uh, there's, I just, I just see like out of what they have, that's probably the best piece that they have. Miles. Yeah. 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 <laughs> at each other real quick. Miles Turner. Um, he was almost traded to the Celtics. We all know what happened with that, and I like to remind Lewis and, you know, all the time how badly the Celtics messed that up. But, you know, he's been traded. I, I said move Sabonis to the five. I know he ain't the best defensively. But move him to the five, get in another stretch four. I know you have a stretch in Miles, but you can get more by trading him and trying to make the team more gel together because the Sabonis turn it's I think we've seen the peak of it yeah he's basically been rumored to get traded for like three years now I, I think it's about time they pull the trigger on it and just let him go man it's it's not not gonna work out this it hasn't been he's a productive enough young player so I mean I definitely think they can get value for him in return yeah I see that one happening for sure all right, next team that we got on the list is going to be the Pistons. That one was a little tough for me. I picked Corey Joseph just out of the odd man out on, on the list. You know, obviously they high-end Cade and when it, the priorities develop him. So that, that was my decision. Uh, what do you guys have on this one? Yeah, same thing. Um, with Cade and Killian Hayes coming back healthy, there's two guys that they have to have developed, so they're going to need the ball in their hand. Um, Jeremy Grant is still there. He's most likely going to be their all-star. He had a big year. Um, hopefully he can stay healthy. So they do, they're they're a young team. They're a young team. They have a lot going on. Um, he definitely is the odd man out. Um, I believe Kelly Olenek is also on the Pistons. He's another guy to look out for um, that can provide a nice scoring punch, stretch four, stretch five. Um, another guy that I, I had in mind. Yeah, with Corey Joseph, it seems like every year he gets traded. I don't think that that's understating it either. I feel if a team has some unforeseen circumstances happen to their guards, Corey Joseph is a serviceable veteran who can come in and provide them a little bit of what they need while they try to get healthy again. For sure. I, I love how you put it. I, I Like a, a guy for almost for rent, 
if your point guards are broken, you just get Corey Joseph for a year and yeah, and then you move him. That's that's a good point. That's a good way to look at it. It sucks, but I mean, at least he's still got demand around the league. Just, hey, he's still getting paid too. He's still he, getting he paid. The, he gets to see the country and get paid doing it, man. <laughs> that's true. All right, next one we got the Pelicans. Here I went with Jackson Hayes. Um, the NBA is now what it used to be. And what I'm the point I'm trying to make, you know, we kind of seen the trend with the guys who are getting into some, you know, shady stuff and get into some sort of stories that NBA doesn't want to associate themselves with. They kind of force those guys out to be traded. You know, we saw with Deion Waiters and the airplane gummy accident. Uh, we saw with Kevin Porter Jr., you know, who should have been a cab, you know, and but now he, he's not. And now I feel like the same fate is going to follow Jackson Hayes with his accident. Yeah, I think getting uh, that spotlight off the court was not something that he needed, does not help. Um, and he doesn't do a lot on the court. I think he averages like 17 minutes a game, so he doesn't play a lot. Um, doesn't really fit that well with Zion, uh, especially because Zion is basically a rim runner. He has to get to the rim, has to get to the hole, so he needs space to be cleared out. Um, and Hayes doesn't really do that. I was just looking at his stats. Um, he averages less than a block per game. It's like a 0.8 block, so he's not a phenomenal rim protector. Um, so it's definitely something that they can move off of. He's super athletic, though. We've seen the dunks in the highlight blocks, and he's super athletic, has a lot of potential. But with the off-court antics going on and stuff like that, I think it's definitely gonna gonna um, make him look like kind of like a black sheep. So easy to easy to move off him. I think ever since he was drafted, same draft with Zion, everyone was like, "Yeah, that doesn't make too much sense." So now they're seeing. Well, guess what? That didn't make too much sense. It's time to move on from him. Uh, he, he's a good piece. He, like you said, he doesn't get that many minutes a game because of Zion. They had Steven Adams, Willie, Hernan Gomez, Billy, you know. it. This isn't an era where you can run all these big men and expect, mm -hmm. you know, results. It, it can happen, just not to what you want, you know. Right. And he, he can definitely be hella productive for a different team it's just about the fit and the situation so under especially under the right mentorship i mean he can definitely blossom so yeah next one that we got is going to be the raptors i had two options here i went with Dragic. originally i had siakam uh the only difference is Dragic. he wants out he he's like he basically said i don't even i'm not even gonna go to canada i don't want to go to canada so um that, that's my pick he doesn't want to be there it, it there's not a lot that they can probably use them. I mean, obviously, you know, the veteran experience and stuff that he brings with the team, um, but he doesn't want to be there. So, you know, that, that's why I chose him. Why keep somebody who's unhappy, right? <laughs> and just, he, he's wearing heat shirts, talking in interviews for y'all, you know, like he doesn't want to be there. The Pascal Siakam one is interesting because I brought up the fact that the Kings were apparently one in Pascal and that him and the Aaron Fox, oh, that would be that would be fun. But like you said, Goran, he he's just the odd man out. Yeah, that, he's like the sore thumb. He's just outright, I don't want to be here. And he's a lot like Terrence Ross, a veteran that can provide something for a championship team, someone that feels like they're missing a piece off the bench. He doesn't want to be there. He just went from Miami to Canada. That's not the change of scenery anybody is really expecting. Um, so he's e easily a piece that can get moved out of there. They got Van Fleet there. They still got OG. They draft Scotty. So it, it's looking like it's moving a little bit younger. Um, and he's just the, the old and the odd man out pretty much. And he doesn't want to be there. 
Yeah. So we're, we're trying to be nice to him, trying to help him. If he doesn't want to be there, let him go. Especially since you can bring some that actually going to help your team and somebody who actually wants to be there. All right. Who you guys got for the Rockets? Eric Gordon. I'm pretty sure, you know, we're seeing a little trend running right now. We are agreeing on people. Eric Gordon, he, his time is up. Uh, the team, like the Raptors, they're moving younger. They got Christian Wood. They got Jalen Green, you know, Josh Christopher. It, it's just he, as like Gordon Dragic, he's the odd man out with the Rockets. Yeah, he was almost moved at the deadline last year, and then he ended up getting injured, so he, they weren't able to get him out of there. Um, he doesn't want to be there either. It's pretty clear that whole Rockets team got gutted. Russ gone, Harden's gone, Covington's gone, Capello's gone, PJ's gone. Just that whole team is gone. It's a whole new face. All these young players, a lot to be excited about for the Rockets. Honestly, a lot of young talent and potential. And if you're the odd man out, those guys got to grow. So easy another veteran guy though that can contribute you know maybe 10 15 points off the bench for a team and make it make a difference hit knock some threes down so definitely something to look out for on the buyout market as well yeah no i agree that that's who i had on the list too eric gordon is somebody who was supposed to be traded alongside you know pj tucker and Covington and everybody else last year and just didn't you know but he's definitely gonna be the first one to go and as you said he's definitely he can definitely help a team compete and you know how bucks got pj tucker last season we're talking about box potential and not keeping Cunningham or DiVincenzo there you go you know trade those two guys DiVincenzo and uh, Eric Gordon that, that makes sense for both teams so yeah we agree on this one all right uh who you guys got for the Spurs I'm a bandwagon on this one I saw y'all's list and was like Derek White I like him next to Murray though but I I see he he is most likely other than Murray your most highly sought after player because you're not giving up Kelvin. We saw what he did last year and I like Murray too much in that system to trade him. So I'll, I'll let y'all, y'all give y'all slots though. Cause like I said, I'm a bandwagon. It's, it's mainly the injury. Um, I was looking at it, um, multiple heel issues, toe, foot, ankle, and a knee, um, a long list of injuries already, especially down from those lower parts. Um, an expendable piece, especially with Murray there. Lonnie Walker is still emerging, showed flashes last year. Keldon Johnson does play a bit of the four and the three, so that it does fit. Um, but he's definitely your expendable piece, especially if you got to let guys like Primo develop that they drafted. Um, there's a bunch of other guys. They they made big signings. They grabbed uh, McDermott. They brought in um, Bryn Forbes back to the bench too. So he's definitely expendable with a lot of these pieces that they made. Yeah, I feel like you made a perfect point, and that's why I had as well Derek White, mostly for the same reasons, you know, the injury history and just the rest of the roster and what they have, there's just not a lot of use for him, and, you know, and it's a team with, in my opinion, kind of a lack of direction in the past couple of seasons, and now they finally commit into a rebuild, so it's time to let some guys go. It's probably going to be one of them. Um, all right, next one up, Phoenix Suns. I have campaign. Um, I've was honestly shocked that they brought him back. I thought somebody else was going to pay him a lot, you know, based on how he played in the playoffs. That didn't happen. They managed to bring him back, and it was one of those rosters that was it was tough to pick somebody because, once again, they, they want to run it back. They want to prove everybody it was not a fluke. You know, we, we're going to be in the playoffs again. They want to make it to the finals again. So, but if anybody, Cameron Payne, just because they already have Chris Paul, you know, obviously running the show, and part of the reason 
Payne was successful in the playoffs is because Chris Paul was partially hurt. So he had a little more minutes, you know, a little more time to shine and he might not have it in the season. So that's, that's who I picked, but I want to see what you guys got. Yeah. I went with, uh, Jalen Smith. Um, a lot of people do tend to forget that he did get drafted just a couple years ago. Uh, I believe he was 10th overall, uh, powerful. He's only 20 years old. Um, just made summer league first team. So he's been, he's been killing it. But when you look at that roster, um, and that front court is loaded. You got eight in there. You got um, Kaminsky coming back. You still got Sarich. Um, You still got Cam Johnson still there and Jay Crowder. So the, the front court is pretty crowded. Try to get him some minutes. Um, and he wasn't part of your rotation. So it, it, like you said, to run it back, you can keep that core with you and move a guy that isn't in your rotation, still really young, and maybe possibly net yourself some draft picks off a nice young 20-year-old who's coming off a really good summer league. Another guy that strike by the iron's hot right now his potential's up people are looking at him the phone calls should be ringing a good time to move a guy that isn't necessarily a part of your core team already so it's easy to move off a guy that isn't isn't there so i went for the depth etwan moore he's shooter veteran you know my bad my dog started going crazy <laughs> um yeah, it happens, you know, but yeah, he, he's a shooter, veteran, teams are going to call for him. Uh, he's another journeyman, so he's, he's used to being traded. Right, yeah, that's a, that's a good point as well. Uh, next one is probably the toughest team on the whole list because, <laughs> I mean, technically everybody can get traded. It, it, it was hard. It was hard for me. We we're going to talk about the Thunder. I personally picked Mike Muscala uh, just because – he is the guy who's going to have the men around the league. Um, the big man who can shoot a little bit, can fit nicely in the rotations, you know, with teams like the Jazz. I'm saying, and what I was saying with Whiteside not fitting alongside, well, bring the guy like Muscala, who's going to, you know, provide some some different in the five spot. Uh, who do you guys got with this? Yeah. Derek Favors. Yeah, yeah. That, that's uh, pretty easy. He, he just seems like one of those big men that a team who is making a run is going to call the Thunder and be like, hey, he doesn't fit with what y'all are doing. We'll give you another second round pick, <laughs> another for, you know, they love their picks. Uh, they might as well just go and trade the whole team for picks. We'll just wait a few years, right? Right. But, no, I wanted to go with draft picks originally because I say now is the time to please Shea Gilgis Alexander. You just got him to an extension. Don't tell him there's a middle schooler out there that's going to help bring a championship to the city. You just need to wait for him. So if it's anything, start moving some picks and look for those disgruntled stars that aren't happy. But Derek Favors definitely makes the most sense. I don't even know why they got him. It's such a weird fit. It's a lot like everyone that's been there, the Danny Greens, the Kembas, the Horfords. It's sort of this revolving door where veterans just go, get paid after they get bought out and they just go somewhere else. So it's, it's just a really weird fit. There's not a lot of minutes and not a lot of use I see for Dick Ferris out there. That is a good point. All right, we've got a couple more left. Uh, Timberwolves, my, my original pick. I mean, obviously, I picked Culver, and he got traded. Nobody saw it, but I saw it. So trust me on this one. Um, I had to ch I changed it to Pet Bev, um, not because he's, you know, the new man in the team, just because when I look at the roster, I definitely see that they like playmaking even with healthy D'Lo he's not a playmaking guard he's more of a scoring guard so 
if you want to have a second guard, it's got to be somebody who's going to pass. And Pat Bev is not one of those guys. That that's my vision of it. Who you guys pick? Malik Beasley. My bad. Um, it just you talked about it a little bit with Jackson Hayes off the court. Malik has a lot of off the court. You know, he, what he brings to your team is scoring. I don't look at him much on the defense side, but if you need a score, whether it to come and start for you or come off the bench, he's going to give you buckets. Uh, we, I keep saying it, but he's another dude who gets buckets. That's just <laughs> what he does. And teams want that when trying to make that push, you know. But with Pat Bev, I I could see it because his mentality, the way he is in the, in the locker room, is he going to push people a little too far? And they're like, get him out. But will he be able to get D'Lo and Cat some toughness where it's like, yo, y'all are the stars of this team. Let's let's start acting like it, right? Yeah, yeah Beasley, Beasley's off the court absolutely goes into this. And a lot, like you said, um, the scoring is there. They have a lot of D'Lo's going to get you 20. You just grabbed um, Anthony Edwards, another guy that's has to see development. If you have a 24-year-old in Malik Beasley that can go out there and get you 20 points per game, um, I think it's he's averaging like 20 points and about 40-something percent from the three-point line in his like his 40-something games since he's been traded to Minnesota. So he's showing potential right now. He's really good flashes. Um, but where is he going to fit once it's a healthy D'Lo and a healthy Carol Anthony Towns and where Anthony Edwards is going to mix and fit? So maybe moving him and getting a playmaking point guard to really help would be the best way to go because it, it's a lot like um other teams very ball dominant um, a lot of guys need to get their touches all, from all over the court from the one through the five so where he fits in it's going to be very interesting yeah i i can see beasley definitely has more value than pet bev so if you're trying to trade for somebody especially a playmaker that makes a lot of sense and yeah as you said they need a lot of touches uh beasley in my opinion can sort of embrace like a Jordan Clarkson type of fit. Uh, but if not, yeah, he, he can definitely get moved and be productive somewhere else. All right, I'll let you guys take a lead in the last three. Uh, first, we got the Blazers. Who do you guys have? CJ McCollum. When that was, that was my first go-to, um, I texted Lewis one uh, very recently, right? I was like, CJ McCollum for Tobias Harris. Like, what do you think about it? And the reason I say CJ is if you go ahead and trade Damien, because, you know, Damien, it looks like he might be on his way out because they did not do much. But if you trade him first, that's you basically saying, we couldn't do it with Damien. When we see what he is, why not trade the number two guy first, see what you can get back in return for him, and then see what your team is like with Damien there. You know, and if it don't work, then you blow it up, blow it all up. Okay, yeah, we got Lewis. I, I think the I agree with CJ. I think the Dame and CJ thing has gone on for long enough. I think we've seen what that one-two punch can do already. I think it's run its course. I think they have to move off of CJ. Now's the time, especially if you move him out east, get him on a, a decent enough team. He's gonna get you 25. He's been a borderline all-star. We all know how the West has been over the last 15 years. It's stacked at the guard position. It's hard to get an all-star bid so he's a player that a lot of people are definitely looking forward to pretty good uh salary deal he could definitely be their number maybe number three um maybe that that drew holiday type player that a team is looking at like oh that's our missing piece 
Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. I picked Damian Lillard. Um, I feel like he's probably going to ask for a trade eventually, and I, I really want to see Dame for Bam trade. I, I think it would be fantastic for both teams. You know, for Philly, that that's the best they can get in return. Plain and simple. Nobody else is going to give me anything better than this. And for the Blazers, I mean, they get somebody who can play alongside CJ McCollum. If it doesn't work out with those two, you can still you still have Ben who's still young and under contract for multiple seasons. So it's not like you're blowing blowing it up. You know, you're not going to total rebuild right away. Uh, so that's that's why I pick I pick Damian Lillard. I feel like he is going to be he is probably already frustrated with what they did in the offseason and he he wants to win and Philly is going to be a great spot for him. Yeah, I agree. Um... We had the, the Warriors up next. Um, we decided to go with Wiseman on this one. Um, a lot of the same reasons, um, well, opposite reasons. A lot of teams are trying to get younger. Um, Golden State's kind of doing the opposite. They're trying to get a little bit more veteran seasoned experience, adding Otto Porter and stuff like that. Um, this is another guy, great trade piece. There's so much untapped potential in a seven footer that can rim protect, that can get you to maybe 20 maybe 25 in this league who knows and he, he has a pretty decent jumper he showed he can hit the three ball consistently um this is a guy that has joel and beat potential even if it's a stretch there is potential there that this guy can be something big which is the reason why a lot of people are like oh beal's gonna go over there because of wiseman it's such a great piece and he can be a big needle mover that that kid is has potential yeah, I agree. I think Wiseman, you got coming, you know, they drafted Kaminga Moody. They got these young pieces, but a team will call and be like, what do you want for Wiseman? We've seen what happened last year. You know, he struggled a little bit, and that's a rookie trying to get acclimated to his team. But a team will try and use that, and they're like, oh, injury history already. Let's give you this. I think I don't want them to undervalue Wiseman because I agree Wiseman can be big in this league because he has the space he can attack the paint he can guard the paint as well i i think most teams will want him out of anybody on that roster yeah i i can definitely see why you guys well went with wiseman it's it's an easy pick and it's, it's the one that makes a lot of sense i just would personally prefer for them to keep him I mean, just because the, the guys like Clay and Steph, they get an older, you know. So they, they gotta have. It's not like they want to go into like five, seven, seven year rebuild after they're done. So he's one of those players. If you just be impatient with him, you can have this nice, smooth transition. Because guys like Clay and Steph, they're gonna age pretty well. You know, they they they're not athletic. They're not playing off athleticism. It's mostly shooting. So even at late thirties, you know, they can Wiseman can take over and they can just help him. But yeah, he was already rumored to be traded for some reason. It's one of those things I, I personally don't get. You know, I would rather be patient. And that's why I picked Jordan Poole. Um, another young player, another young player with a lot of potential, kind of like Malik Beasley situation, you know, can be a great six man or even a starter potentially. Uh, I feel like with return of Clay, if Clay is healthy, the role is going to be extremely limited for him. So, but Wiseman or Poole, it, they both make sense to be moved next season for the Warriors. All right, the last one, uh, we got Washington Withers. Who you guys have on this one? I think this is the biggest shock out of all of it. Bradley Beal. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Right? Ooh, Whoa. Who would have thought Bradley Beal? I, it's just, how many years has it been? About about 16, right? Where he's been rumored to be wanting out, but then he, he's with the team, but then he's not with the team. And no, I want to be here, but it, 
just move on. It's it's time, you know. It, it's just time. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think it's about time for him to move on. Um, it you've given him a lot. You've tried. You've given. He's had John Wall. John Wall's there first, obviously. Went and got Russ. Had a trade to get Russ there. Now you kind of got him Kuzma and Spencer Dinwiddie coming off an of injury and. Now they're going from playing to I don't even think in the plane anymore. I don't think they're gonna hit that that ten seed. They they're a team that is looking at rebuilding, bunch of young guys um, that they have to see what they have there. So Beal getting out of there just makes the most sense, and that's one of those um, the the Beal to Boston thing makes the most sense for me. Um, in in the case where you do have to move off of Jalen Brown, it just makes sense from an off the court and on the off court and on court perspective for Jalen Brown, you get him his own team and he's a political player. You putting him in Washington, DC. That's like a match made in heaven for him. So it's, it's something that I've been thinking about. Um, not, not, not bad. Um, or giving Ben Simmons his own team and calling up and getting him with Joel Embiid is another guy that he needs to move on. He needs to get himself a true, true backup or a true one, a one B. And cause his it's running out for him. It's it's not you got the bag, you signed your contract, but do you see the East right now? The East yeah. is not getting any easier for him. So it's time for him to make a move. Yeah. If we look at the Blazers, you know, there's technically theoretically still a way Blazers can make it to the finals. It's a reach. But you know, if the Lakers aren't as healthy, you know, if everybody, you know, Clippers on there, blah blah, this and that, sure, possibly. With the Wizards, I mean no, I mean, they're not going anywhere. With that roster, with Kuzma as your second best player, or Spencer Dewey or whoever, yeah, and it's time to move on. It's time to blow it up. I mean, for the next couple of years, the East is locked, and they they have no business. Just just collect your draft picks, develop young guys, and try to get as much returns as possible for Bradley Beal. And, hey, if you want a lot of draft picks, there is a team who's going <laughs> to offer you all of them, basically. I mean, Shy and Bradley Beal is a, is a great duel right there. And that's, that's that's a lot of. I wanted to go with the draft picks, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah, right know, now is the time for OKC to strike hot. You got the picks. Call up all those disgruntled stars. Get Shay some help because you had Harden, Westbrook, and Durant, and it didn't go nowhere. And then it all came down and crumbled. Once it, it just didn't go good. OKC, don't mess this up. Don't mess it up. Don't don't make him think a middle school is gonna save his life. All right, well, we, we guys done with the list. It was a great discussion. I loved it. I mean, a lot of the ones we agreed on, sometimes we both had, you know, reasons for disagree. So it was a great discussion. Um, I'm glad we did this collab and looking forward to work more with you guys. Yes, sir. Mad Thank fun. you for having us. Yeah, no, this was good. This was definitely fun. Uh, definitely, definitely going to talk about the next one. Definitely got the <laughs> next one. I appreciate you guys. And I'll, I'll talk to you later. Later on. Well, that's all I got for you guys this time. Hope you learned something new. Let me know down in the comments, which one did you disagree the most with? I mean, because I know there are some that we struggle to pick and maybe you have a better idea. So let me know what you think. Thank you for watching the video. I'll see you guys next time. And remember, you can't get any closer to basketball than courtside.